Hello, welcome to March's podcast. We're back. Yay! And I've just noticed I've got a creaky chair. You didn't notice that the last time? Well, actually, I did notice the other day when I was doing a mini vlog. And um, I don't know why it's creaking. I guess they're getting older, aren't they? Well, how old are they now? Well, I don't know. They're quite old. I mean, they're a good 10 years old, aren't they? Oh, no, they're far more than that. We got them when we got the sideboard, didn't we? Yeah, and we've been here 16 years. So it's not a lot longer than that, is it? Well, about 14 years. Yeah, well, you know, give or take a couple of years. (laughs) Don't split hairs, Paul. Honestly, ridiculous. I've got a lot of hairs splitting at the moment. You're you're just one of those people that seems to take pleasure in refining things to the nitty gritty when actually there's absolutely no point <laughs> and it's a complete and utter waste of time. Really, it's called boondoggling. I think you'll find. <laughs> no, it's called being accurate. That's what it yeah, is. Yeah, but sometimes it's inappropriate, and actually, what it does, it cuts across the conversation flow. Oh, there we are. I've well, I've always that. accused you of doing that. You have. Yeah. 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 Well, I'm not it, sure whether that's true. It is. Believe you me. After 27 years, I can honestly say it is true. Actually, you know what? It, I've just realised it is now 27 years. Because we met a few days ago, 27 years ago. What, you want a medal? No. Uh, exactly. <laughs> so the year so far, January and February, we're, I mean, we're into March and... To be honest, apart from the early blossom, there's no real sign of spring-like weather. I mean, we've had a couple of afternoons that have been sunny. Lovely, in fact. Yeah. But but we've, you know, in previous years, we've sort of had, I remember saying, you know, oh my God, this week's been amazing. It's been really warm and lovely. Mm. In fact, I've, I've said that about February a couple of times i remember saying god i can't believe this i'm i'm in a t-shirt in february yeah and the yeah. sun is boiling hot but we haven't other than the odd day here and there we haven't had that but it's been very wet as well hasn't it and that really i think pulls people's moods down certainly pulls mine down when you can't get on and do what you want to get on and do yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't mind wet weather per se at all. But virtually every day. But it, it yeah, like you say, it's it, it's the cause. You know, it it stops you from actually getting out there and doing anything meaningful. It's like the back garden. I'd really like to clear away some of the dead stuff, so at least we can appreciate the spring blossoms when they are in full swing. In a tidy garden, but that never seems to be able to happen because it's too wet. It's definitely too wet underfoot. I went to get some bay leaves from the bay tree the other day, and when I got onto the grass, it was really, really spongy. Yeah, and that's the thing because within ten minutes of walking backwards and forwards around that grass, it'll be it'll be mud. It'll be a quagmire. And, you know, then it it defeats the object. So I'm just going to leave it. I'm just going to leave the bloody garden until it starts to dry up, if that ever happens. I mean, those poor people that have had floods, I mean, it's just horrendous, Mm. you know. But, But we have to accept that we do live in a very damp country. We do. Yeah, we do. You know. Well, yeah, but it's been particularly wet this this autumn. Yeah, it has, but we we do get a lot of rain in this we country. Do. Yeah, I mean there are certain places that get less rain. I mean the east coast, I think, is the drier. Norfolk and Essex. That's the drier side because the weather comes from the west generally. So you know Ireland and Wales. And the northwest of England get it first, don't they? Well, it pops over their mountain ranges and then it comes over, doesn't it? And then it drops a whole load over the Chilterns. And by that time, much of the cloud has taken um, a big battery from dropping a lot of rain. Yeah, I don't know about that. I think the the Chilterns aren't that high. No, but they're high enough. I mean, you get more rain around... um, 
High Wycombe and things like that than you do here. Well, yeah, I know. I know you do. But I think in terms of weather systems, I think you've got the Brecon Beacons before that, haven't you? Yeah, but by the time it gets there, I mean, we, we're we relatively flat from from London Well, it's, the, Tem- it's the Thames yeah. Valley, yeah, isn't exactly. it? Yeah, exactly, yeah. Anyway, yeah, it's, um, I don't know, there's no sign of it changing at the moment so it's wet today really wet it wasn't it wasn't terribly wet when i went to the surgery earlier to get my blood test done Mm. um it was just drizzle a little bit of light drizzle um but now it's yeah looking out there it's yeah it's pretty yuck 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 bloody fuck yuck well you know there's lots of moisture in the air because you can really hear the planes when they go over yeah you can anyway so yeah it's been i don't know january and february it's been busy it's been busy and sort of it's been busy but also frantic and a bit challenging hasn't it really well in terms of my office work yeah it has been frantic I mean, social work is pretty full on at the moment, you know. Obviously, I'm not a social worker, I'm a receptionist. But I can gauge how things are from the number of phone calls we get and and what people are talking and complaining about. And it, yeah, it's pretty frantic at the moment. Mm. Mine is sort of, in some ways, coming to an end because Brendan Cole's tour finishes this week. And uh, Moscow City Ballet, Moscow City Ballet, can't speak. And St. Petersburg Ballet are sort of all of the work that I need to do on them has been done. And uh, a few things are on the horizon for me, another film. And um, and then obviously for Earth's sake as well. Mm. But it's sort of, sort of slightly quieter time, which is good. Mm. Good. Well, I think the beginning of the year is always a bit strange, isn't it? Because I don't know about you, but I don't feel as though the year's really got going until um, now, mm. really. Yeah, I feel a bit like that. You know, I mean, I, I, I literally could have spent the past couple of months in bed. Really? Yeah. I don't know. It's it's like I I really feel this desire in winter to sort of hibernate and not do anything. Yeah. It's more of an effort to do stuff in winter than it is at any other time of the year, other than hot summer, where I really can't be bothered to do anything when it's really hot. You flake out then. I do. I hate the heat. I can't bear the heat. I'd actually much rather have spring this time of year, where it's still cool, but if you have weather, it's gorgeous you know, and you can get on with things without feeling too drained. So I prefer that. I've had a lack of get up and go recently, really since Christmas. Um, But fortunately, most of the time I force myself to get on and do things. My last video on the uh, new plot, the changes on the new plot and the work I was doing on the new plot... I could have put that off for another couple of days, but I thought, no, I must just get on and do that. So I'm glad I did, because I, I think that turned out to be a really, really good full day. Anyway, let's move on from that into another segment of doom and gloom. What now? Oh, the news at the moment. I mean, mm. it's driving me crazy. I mean, you've got coronavirus. I mean, I don't know what you all think about this. I mean, obviously, you know, some people have died. Um, But it appears to be affecting people who have already got underlying issues and who are maybe a little bit older. Um, But, you know, it's quite sad because those people could have had a good few more years left in them. And, you know, I think there's an article today in the BBC talking about, you know, what you tell your children, you know, what kind of questions children are asking about it you know will grandpa and grandma die and well they will do one day Mm. maybe sooner than you think honey (laughs) um no i mean I, i know i'm joking about it but the thing that strikes me is that i almost 
feel as though there's part of the government um, that is sort of reveling in it because mm. they, it, it's a an ideal opportunity to really test how they can completely control people through this news. Mm. Mm. I agree. Because people are scared. Um, people are freaking out a little bit. You know, there are some people who are panic buying stuff and, you know, so they're kind of getting the people where they want them controlled and staying indoors. But of course, they also realise that this will have a negative effect on the economy. Well, a huge effect on the economy. So, you know, it's a balancing act, isn't it? Because, I mean, if they do put the city in lockdown where, you know, nobody's allowed to move around and there'll be no public transport, no schools and very few workplaces open, you know, that's a real worry. Well, Italy's already going that way, isn't it? It's closed schools and um, only admitting the the direst illnesses and needs into hospitals and things. So yeah. it's already there. Yeah. But... Again, it needs to be put into perspective, though. I mean, thousands of people die from the flu each year. And tens of thousands die from hunger around the world every week, if not every day. So these things do need to be put in perspective. I think it is showing how, as advanced an economy we are, we can really be set back by something as minor in many ways as a virus. And that is, that's concerning. I think there's also Brexit issues here. I mean, it's, it's sort of already testing out. If we're not going to have goods crossing across borders, it's already testing out what Brexit is going to be well, like. Not just Brexit, because also, I mean, you've got India who are now saying they're going to withhold the drugs that they produce en masse for us. They're saying now that they're going to withhold things like paracetamol because they're going to stockpile it for their own communities, their own population, should corona hit them badly. Right, I so, read that. Yeah. So, you know, it's... Um, <laughs> It's really interesting, isn't it? Because we haven't had in our lifetime, I don't think we've had an epidemic. No, and it, it, I think it just goes to show how bad international trade can be f when situations like this happen. I mean, another person that I know does the um, porting of boats, container boats, into different ports as they travel from you know, China to here. And um, the amount of, of boats that are in transit, um, he tells me, has significantly reduced simply because there are not the goods being shipped around the world like there would normally be. And of course, that's going to have a knock-on effect for all economies. And uh, this, yeah, this is why, really, we should be looking at things which are much more local and much more national. Mm. I mean, you know, there's all sorts of things that come up. I mean, you know, you question how, I mean, you question yourself and think, how would I cope if we do go into lockdown? You know, have we got enough food? Um, I mean, I think we'd be okay for a, a, a good week or two weeks, actually. Oh, we, I think we'd be okay for a month. We'd need to ration, but I yeah. think we'd be okay for a month. Yeah, we've got plenty of dried beans, as long yeah. as the water supply doesn't become compromised. I think that's a big thing, yeah. You know, um, but yeah, I mean, we've got plenty of tinned food. We just have to eat frugally. Yeah, I did. Um, I you did know. stockpile tuna the other day, but that's because it was on offer. So, yeah. Um, I mean, you know, you you've got to think about things like the infrastructure because the infrastructure relies on people to run it. Power stations rely on people to run them. You yeah. know. So there's all sorts of impacts, but I think that's, I think they'd like us to think that way. I think they want us to feel a little bit terrified. It's kind of like a little bit of, um, 
I don't know, it's like a minor dose of terrorism in a way. Well, I think I'm not quite sure where the government's going on this, because one thing that I did read when I was coming back from um, Cranley yesterday was that the government is no longer going to be giving us daily updates on the cases of coronavirus in the UK. They're going to be doing that weekly, which seems really odd because yesterday more cases were confirmed than we've had in total so far. So is that to stop scaremongering or what? Well, I think a weekly update gives us something to look forward to. (laughs) Anyway, let's move on. So Brexit happened. Oh, God, yeah, that was a fanfare, wasn't it? Um, And I think people have really just forgotten it now. Well, it hasn't really happened yet, though. Yeah, but it has. It has. That moment yes, has yeah. passed. Yeah. And it's passed. And I think everybody's forgotten about it. Thank goodness, because I've not got anything more to say about it. I'm shutting that conversation down now because it's totally and utterly boring. Um, we've had the storms. Oh, yeah, have we? We've had Storm Jorge. George. And we've had Storm Kiara. Kiara. I know, I know Kiara. it's not Kiara before you all start saying it's Kira. Kira. I like calling it Kiara. It's far more glamorous, I think you'll find. When I was on the train yesterday, I did hear someone say, oh, yes, we've just had Storm George. And we had Brendan as we well. We had Brendan, not Brendan Cole. And what was the other one, Derek? No, Dennis. Dennis. What um, was the A? I don't know. Got no idea. I can't remember. I'm not even going to try and think. Um, And then, of course, we've had the floods, which have been horrendous for a lot of people. A lot of people. I mean, you know, I think we're beginning to realise that there are some areas of the UK that you just aren't safe in anymore. Really? Yeah, but there's increasing and increasing numbers of houses being built on floodplains. Yeah, but that's a whole other story, Paul. It's ludicrous, though. Um, and, of course, the awful news today that Fly B <gasps> yeah. is going under. I mean, it's awful news for us because we're users of Fly B. On a regular basis. On a regular basis to travel to Guernsey, which means our journey now will have to be to either Gatwick or Southampton. Um, and actually, we're going to opt for Southampton because we can get a train down there. It'll take longer. Not that much longer, though, is it? No, I think it's about an hour to Gatwick by train for us and about an hour and a half to Southampton. And actually, the Southampton experience is far more pleasant than Gatwick. But the thing to wonder about is whether Southampton Airport will actually be there. Because so much of their flights are fly B. Over 75% of their flights are fly B. Oh, dear. So it could be Gatwick again. Oh, God, I don't like Gatwick. I'm sorry, Gatwick Airport. You do a great job, but I don't like you. No, it's all... It's, it's all always bit... crowded, the trains. Yeah. You know, coming back from Gatwick, the trains are always packed. You know, it's just an unpleasant experience. Really, it is. Whereas going to Heathrow is so easy, you know. Mind For you, us. Mind you, I guess we're travelling on... At slightly different times, aren't we now, than we used to? Well, yeah, because we've been flying from Heathrow, but if we're doing the same things at Gatwick... No, I don't mean that. When we've flown from Gatwick in the past, it's actually been different timings, hasn't it? Yeah. So we might need to adjust. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, that's it. Fly B. Poor Fly B. Great little airline. It really was. But the alternative is Aurini, which is um, Guernsey's airline. And Aurini are great as well, aren't they? Yeah, they they, they are. are. It's more expensive. Um, but maybe that's why Flybee went under. I don't know. Mm. Um, but, of course, Flybee used to be the Jersey airline. It was Jersey European originally. And then did it go to British European? And then it became Flybee. The BE was British European. So, yeah. 
It's anyway, a shame. Anyway, it's let's shame. not overthink it mm. because, you know, what can you do? We have to go the routes that we can and it's as simple as that. Yeah. It's difficult to get there by boat as well. I mean, some people say to us, well, why don't you go by boat? But the problem is that the the English Channel can be so rough that the boat, the the sort of main passenger boat going to Guernsey, often doesn't run and it gets cancelled very close to the last minute so yeah and when you've traveled two hours in a car down to weymouth or wherever it goes from pool i think pool or portsmouth um well wherever pool, yeah um you know it's like <laughs> to find really? that it's not going and you really? have to come back or indeed stayed overnight the night before mm. which we've done which we have done previously but it's yeah. a you know that is it is a pain in the backside doing doing that and you know i mean it's very pleasant when you're on there i mean that one we used to get was really nice we used to sit in the in the lounge yeah in the club lounge in the club yeah. lounge and have a meal and you know all of that and it was very pleasant yeah apart from that time when it was really rough yeah oh you didn't like God. that <laughs> i mean i don't like it when it's rough but that was um that was pretty rough. You particularly didn't like oh, it. Oh, God, it was awful. I mean, I didn't, I really didn't think I suffered from seasickness. Um, but I, I went prepared. I had some tablets on me. And, um, you know, I was doing fine. In fact, I was saying, oh, my God, these people, honestly, can't they just take seasickness <laughs> tablets? And then I started to feel ill. And then within half an hour, you were green. And um, I, I remember there was a French, um, whatever they called them, stewardess, whatever. Um, and I said, oh, I'm, I'm so sorry. Can I have a, a sick bag? And she said, I remember she said to me, oh, don't be sorry. You're not the first and you certainly won't be the last. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, gosh. But I wasn't sick. No, you weren't. But I ended up taking too many seasickness tablets and flaking out when we got to Guernsey. You had to lie down for I had to a lie good down. couple of hours. I thought I was going to die. We were on oh. solid ground, but you felt as though the boat was still moving. Oh, my yeah. God. That was awful. <laughs> so I will never, ever do that again. Never. Not, I'm not going to do it. No. So I, I might have to do it on my own then. No, we will fly. Well, we need to bring... There's things in Guernsey we need to bring back with a car at some point. Well, we make sure we do it in high summer. Yeah, when hopefully the uh, yeah. the winds aren't quite so strong and the channel isn't quite so rough. I mean, a gentle, a gentle rock is fine. It's when it's swaying to and fro and the whole horizon's moving like crazy. And they say, oh, look at the horizon. No, don't look at the horizon. It makes it worse. <laughs> It's not supposed to. Well, I do, it does. I do like the Commodore Clipper. I don't think you've ever been on that, but that takes a long time. I think it takes something like eight hours to, to You know cross. what my words to that are? <laughs> I think Fuck I Fuck off. I'm not doing it. I'm not spending eight hours crossing the English Channel. No way. I'm not doing it. But I watched a couple of movies on my no. um, my laptop then. Um, DVDs mum had given me. No, I, I'd have left the, the port and gone to the airport and put a flight on my credit card. That's why, even though I haven't got a credit card, I would have gone, <laughs> I would have gone into overdraft. You know, I, I, no, I wouldn't do it. I would but not I think, do it. I think for some reason I had to be back the next oh, morning. It's never that important, Paul. That's the thing. I think I was coming home to you. Yeah, you could have... No. <laughs> Do you know what? <laughs> Nothing is that important to me, really. Even if somebody is dying, there's nothing you can do to stop them from dying. No, not really. Not so, you know, traveling. no. But so, I did I did enjoy my trip back. But oh, it, so it, unfortunately, the it was the boat, the it went from Guernsey to Jersey and then there was an hour of stay in Jersey and then it went from Jersey on to the mainland. So that one took 13 hours. No. <laughs> How long is it on normally three hours on two. the boat? Two. Two. Is that, I'm yeah. sure it's more now. No, it's not. Well, it, it wasn't when we were using it. No, we I'm were sure using it used the, to be two, but now I'm sure it's three. The Condor. 
Condor. Oh, I can't remember what it's called now. Commodore. No. Yeah, it's the Condor. Commodore is the company. Condor no, is Condor is the company. Oh, Condor yeah, yeah. Ferries. Yeah, Condor Ferries. Yeah. I don't know what it was called, but it was it was good. Vitesse. There was one called Vitesse that was really good, I think. But Liberation. That's the new one they've got. They they swapped one of the boats out, or didn't swap it. They got rid of one of the boats and got a new newer one. It was still secondhand, a newer one called Liberation. And it's just been issue after issue after issue with breakdowns and not being able to sell. I'm not to going on weather. that one. No. Okay. No. Okay. If there's a risk of breakdown, no. We could swim. No, Paul. You know what? This just makes the case even worse. No, 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 no. Anyway, let's move on from but talking it is, about it boats. It is quite frightening for Guernsey because it's it, the fact that there isn't a regular boat service. I mean, there is a regular boat service of freight because it's a heavy boat and it it crosses well. But um, you know, not having a choice of significant number of flights and not having a choice of significant number of ways to travel by boat does start isolating an island like Guernsey it you know how does it get its goods I mean there are many a time where the boat has been delayed and food on the island um in you know on shelves and things you, you're told it's not. There's not going to be anything for two or three days because the boat's not coming across. But isn't it interesting? Because this opens up the whole issue around self-sufficiency. Mm. Actually, what do we need to survive on? The fact that we should all really be growing our own food again. Yeah. Um, you know, because how would people have coped long ago? There wouldn't have been sophisticated travel methods between the mainland and these small islands. The small islands would have been self-sufficient with a small number of people, you know. And the thing is, modern life for the younger people consists of having all of those things that you've been convinced that you need Mm. through marketing and advertising. So, you know... Without those things, life becomes a lot more simple, mm. doesn't it? Yeah. And actually, it's just the things you need to survive in life. And yeah, with the odd luxury here and there, a hand-knitted sweater, some crocheted blankets. Have you done those? No. All right. But you know, do you know what I'm saying? You, you made your own luxuries, didn't you? You know? Well, I, I think we are, I mean, we're, we're certainly not, anywhere close to being um, self-sufficient in any way whatsoever. Um, But we are cutting back on the things that we... Well, I wasn't talking about us. No, but generally we are are doing it. Um, I'm certainly cutting back on things that... Or having a second thought about, oh, shall I buy that or shall I buy that? But I did buy those dahlias at Lidl the other day. £3.98 well spent, I hope. But you see, that's the thing. I mean, in recent years, I have become much more careful about what I spend. Mm. I, you know, when I was working full time, if I wanted something, I could buy it. Because I don't go out. I don't drink. I don't smoke. I don't spend money willy nilly on, you know luxury items I thought you were going to say you didn't spend money willy nilly on willy nillies then I don't know what that means <laughs> um, you know so it's it's not as though I, mean, I wasn't total spendthrift but if I wanted something I could have it that's what I'm trying to say and now I think very 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 carefully about something say for example Amazon I'll put something into my wish list And I will look at it, think about it, look at it some more, leave it a week, look at it some more, leave it another week, and then I'll maybe make my decision, you Mm. know? So you Um, ponder it a lot more. I do. I really, really think, do I really need this item in my life? Will it make things easier for me? And of course, you can convince yourself of that. Yeah. If you've got plenty of money. Because actually that spend doesn't mean anything. But if that spend actually means that you're significantly losing money from your account that could be spent 
somewhere else on something that is really, really needed, then, you know, you put the brakes on. But I think it's important to mull over things. I don't like, in fact, I really despise it when people tell me that they bought this, they bought that, yeah, they bought yeah. this, they bought that. Absolutely. Oh, and actually they didn't need them, so they took them all back. Yeah. It's like, why don't you think about what you're spending first? Really apply some thought, because actually all you're doing is feeding an addiction. Mm. I thought the other day that I had left my earpiece, my Bluetooth earpiece for my phone in Guernsey. And I went on to Amazon and looked at the various Bluetooth earpieces that you can get. And they were, you know, the good ones were all around sort of like 10, 15, 20, 25 quid, something like that. And um, I I put one into the, um, what do you call it, basket, shopping basket. And then as I did that, I thought, you know what, I'm just going to ask a couple of people, send a couple of people that I know that use Bluetooth um, pieces. Did they have a spare one? And one person, the first person actually that I asked said, yes, I've got a spare one. I've never used it. Do you want it? Because I've got that this person had three. I mean, I didn't know they had three. And um, they said that they would give me a spare one. And in fact, on Monday they did. So thank you very much to them. And then on Tuesday, I realized that I did actually have my my own in my bag. So I sort of pondered, do I actually want it? Thought about something else. So, yeah, I now have a I now have a spare and I will keep it because I do use my phone and my Bluetooth quite a lot because I find I can get on and do other things while I might be talking to mum or something like that. So, Mm. yeah, I think also it's about, you know, whether we buy something because it's an indulgent luxury, Mm, mm. you know, to make us feel better in some way, or whether it's something that is going to enhance our lives in terms of productivity um, or resourcefulness, you know. Mm. For example, me using an ink pen now, um, you know, simply because I didn't want to use lots of disposable biros. biros and things like that. I can refill it. It'll last a lifetime if I look after it. The nib can be changed if need be. The the barrel can be changed, you know, things like that. It's made of metal, you know, and I can buy ink for it, obviously, different colored ink if need be. But so reusing the fountain pen has been a really nice thing to do. Um, do you like writing with it? Yeah, it makes my writing more neat. Right, right. But I don't know what, I mean, my writing's terrible. but I'm, and, and my writing's weird as well, I find. Because I can't do fully joined up writing. No, you sort of skip. I do. I can't yeah. do, I used to be able to, but it didn't ever feel natural. I feel more comfortable writing in capitals. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I can do it quite quickly. But yeah, it's a bit weird. But you, you sort of analyse those things when you use a fountain pen. Because it forces you to, because you're not writing in the same way. You actually move your hand more, you know. You move your arm more, actually, when you're writing with a fountain pen, I find. Anyway, it's interesting, isn't it? It's interesting. They do say when you're writing, um, as opposed to typing, you retain the information in your head better than typing i've read a number of reports about that do you think that's true i i do think that's true most definitely because you're crafting the words Mm. you're physically crafting the words aren't you Mm. whereas when you type you're not you're just reproducing words um well you're thinking you're reproducing yeah I, i see what you mean yeah it's a sort of one step away from the body flow, I suppose. It removes isn't it? the connection in a way, doesn't it? Yeah. Because you feel like you're connected to the ink. Yeah. I mean, I, I know that they have done studies as well. <clears throat> Pardon you. Yeah, sorry. Frog in my throat. They've done studies. They've done studies about reading on a tablet and a computer and reading on paper. 
And again, what they find is that people take in the information better when they actually have paper in their hands than when they're, they're scrolling on a screen. And I think it's particularly about scrolling on a screen. I don't mm. know. I mean, The Guardian has long reads and it has short reads, doesn't it? Um, I don't know if you've noticed that, but I, I do look at The Guardian quite a lot. I tend to not look at the, the sort of headline news because I don't want that. But science and nature and cookery and things like that, I do read. And um, I think every week they come out with a, a thing of long reads and I, I do find that when I'm going through something that may, takes maybe 20 or 30 minutes to read, I retain that information a bit better and more fully, maybe, rather than better than if it's a, a short read. So I find a lot of articles now, you can read them within like three or four minutes. Well, in fact, two or three minutes. Mm, you see, I, I much prefer a quick, quick read. I'm... I'm not the kind of person. I mean, I don't. I don't really read, to be honest. I mean, the only thing I read is is you know social media stuff. I, I I'm really not into picking up books at the moment. I was as a child, but not as much as an adult. I prefer to dip into factual, you know, books. Um, what do they call reference books? To find information. That's what I quite enjoy. Um, mm. I don't enjoy, well, I, I do enjoy stories, but it's quite rare that I find something that I really, really enjoy because my mind is too, I don't know, it's too sparky. It's too quick. I get bored easily. Um, you know, I, I, my threshold, my boredom threshold, I mean, you know, it takes, it's very quick to get bored. I probably got that thing what AD thing i probably got adhd or something oh, i'm not sure you have well i don't know but i do get bored and uh, i like to move on to something else you know and well, if when I, we're, even when we're watching films and tv programs 10 minutes i'm bored don't want to watch any more of this 10 minutes it gets 10 minutes of my attention if it's not captured me in that 10 minutes i'm off i don't want to watch it i'm mm. not going to waste my time watching something that is frankly substandard and of course in my stoner days i would have watched anything mm. and just watched it and it would have easily entertained me because i think you are more easily entertained when you're off your face um but now i mean that you know those days are behind me well but you're not even vaping now no i don't i'm not even vaping um no nicotine very, I mean, I haven't had any alcohol for a long time. No, um, you haven't. So you know, I, I feel, I feel okay. Actually, I feel quite good. And you've cut down on tea as well. I've cut down on caffeine tremendously. It's like one cup a day now. That's it. Um, really enjoying feeling hydrated with water mm. um, and herbal teas. You know, if need be. Just enjoying eating good food, plenty of fruit, you know, plenty of vegetables. It's I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, I wouldn't say I'm turning a new leaf and I certainly wouldn't say I'll never vape again. Um, because I might do if I want to. Just as I've said to people, if I'm at a party and there's a joint going round, I might have a little puff. You know, so what? Hmm. Um, but we've always said that about even being vegetarian, haven't we? That, you know, we haven't signed a contract. No, you've not signed a contract. And it's about personal choice. Um, my body is certainly not a temple. It couldn't be a temple. Oh, it's a temple to me. Oh, shut up. <laughs> um, you know, I, I've never thought that way. Um, but I'm certainly trying to preserve it for as long as I can. You know, and I think that's what a lot of people think when they get into their 50s. Look, I'm not freaking out, put it that way. I'm certainly not freaking out. Because if I was freaking out, I'd be doing all sorts of things to try and get more youthful or, you know, more healthier and blah, blah, blah. And I'm not. But it, it's just trying to be sensible. 
Have you seen that thing about rubbing, moderate. rubbing banana skin on your skin to uh, rejuvenate it? I'm not rubbing a banana skin anywhere. <laughs> I very much doubt that because I don't think it's even got fruit acids. I don't think it has either. What has it got? It's got just lots make, of potassium. There'll just be make potassium. your skin shiny, wouldn't it? Most probably. <laughs> Most I mean, probably. You're best off with kiwis. Yeah, buffing actually. up your skin with a banana skin. Kiwis, I think, are the best because they've got a high concentration of fruit. Acids. Alpha hydroxy doodars in oh. them. AHAs. Oh. Oh. Apparently. What about passion fruits? Don't know about them. I think um, kiwi fruits mixed with some crushed aspirin. That's quite a good face scrub. Really? Yeah. Well, you won't be able to do that soon, will you? Well, it's not absorbed by the skin. No, but India's going to keep all its aspirin, so we won't be able to do that. Well, I've got some aspirin stock when I used to take it. I'll get a kiwi for you and mash it up then. Yeah, exactly. It's a good face mask. Yeah. I think you could do with it more than I could. Yeah, I most probably need a skin sloughing time. Sloughing? Yeah. Sloughing, you mean. Sloughing. Slough. How do you spell it? Slough. S-L-O-U-G-H. Yeah, that's also pronounced slough. Yeah, okay. For sloughing away skin. Right, sloughing, not sloughing. What did I say? Slaughing or something, I don't know. I don't yeah. know what you said, it well, was that wrong. Was, that was laughing while I'm sloughing. That's why. Oh, dear. <laughs> anyway... <laughs> What else have we got on the agenda today? Well, you mentioned um, For Earth's Sake earlier. Oh, yes. Didn't you? You mentioned, um, I mean, it's a year, isn't it? Yeah, next uh, three weeks, it'll be a year. 5th of April last year. So what we'll do is we will probably promote the opening video that we did. Yeah, yeah. Because um, that was good. With the lovely Jenny Seagrove. Yes, yeah, that was great. Actress. Activist, yeah, campaigner, and the um, she started Main Chance, the charity as well um, near well in Surrey, which looks after horses and um, d- uh, offers therapeutic care to um, well to anyone really um, with caring with horses. It's wonderful. Um, we should go down and visit that actually. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so what are, what are For Earth's Sake doing to mark one year on? Well, there's a week of events. Um, there will be, they have some fantastic curries in there. Um, and one of the, the ladies that makes there is going to be doing a demonstration in the shop or makes them for the shop, is going to be doing a demonstration in the shop. Giorgio from The Life Goddess um, is going to be doing something as well. He's got a fantastic Greek restaurant in London and all of the Greek products available in the deli there at For Her Sake are from him. There's also going to be a, a chocolatier, person who makes chocolate, um, who's going to be talking about Easter eggs and how he decorates Easter eggs. And there's going to be a greener living and cleaner soul, um, or in fact, cleaner living and greener soul, I think, um, day as well, which is all going to be about eco products for your body and for the house. So there's quite a lot going on, and it will actually lead up from the 4th of April right through to Easter Monday. So I think that's about... um, I think it's almost a fortnight that there's going to be activities going on every other day. So, yeah. Mm, lovely. So Great. I'll be down there a few times for that. And we've got a couple of meetings beforehand as well. I do enjoy my train journeys down to Cranley. I have to say I've, I've uh, got used to traveling by train much more than I used to in the last sort of four years. Well, uh, that might change. That might change with Corona. Well, yeah, if you can't travel, well, if you can't travel, you can't travel. We we might have to hire cars. Yeah. They might say cars only, you know, personal travel only. I mean, we we don't, we don't really use, I mean, our car is not working at the moment. We need to charge the battery. Um, But we've, we've, 
we've managed quite well, haven't we? Using, um, as we said we were going to do, we weren't going to buy another car. And we've been using uh, cabs and uh, public transport. But you've also been using the new service in Ealing called Slide, haven't you? I certainly have. I absolutely love Slide. And Slide is a a ride-sharing scheme um, with an app. And you basically order it when you're ready to travel. And the the minibus picks you up from virtually outside your house. You know, it, it literally tells you go outside. It'll be with you in like three minutes. And uh, usually comes very quickly. Um, very clean, small minibus. There's only ever been one other person on there. And we've used it a couple of times, and it's slightly more expensive than the bus, but it's cheaper than a cab, and it's virtually the same as a cab, because actually it can use the bus lane. Yeah, yeah, it can. So, you know, it can get you there quite quickly, but it only operates within the borough of Ealing. So you can only go as far as the the boundary of the borough. But I Um, I think it's a great initiative. I love it. And I know what you say, it, it's um, more expensive than the standard bus. But of course, it, you do have the benefit of it taking you from point A to point B. Yeah. So, um, you know, it may be that within the borough, you need two or three regular bus changes to deliver you to the point that you need to be. Where with Slide, you can literally get on it and it'll take you there. I don't think we've well, we haven't been on it when there's been several people, so we don't know how it does the routing. Um, but it's it was it was great when we tried it, and I think it's something that we will continue to use if we need to. I mean, even if I got a particularly big shop one day, um, I could use it, couldn't I, just to bring that shop home, and mm. uh, that would be a really good benefit for me if I did, because I have done a few shops in the last couple of months where I've got home with my backpack and two big bags and thought actually you know what that was a bit too much for me that was because you know you think oh well that I'll buy that and oh I'll get that red cabbage and I'll get this and I'll get that and by the time you've done that you've actually got quite a, a an amount of weight and if you don't have a car or panniers for a bike or something like that 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 sort of half a mile walk can be um yeah a bit strenuous and um yeah maybe i need to think about that if i do overshop one day yeah i think i i love it i think it's an absolutely brilliant idea and it's on a trial though at the moment so i just hope i hope that they continue with it and it would be great for a night out you know an evening out because it operates from 6 in the morning till 1 in the evening uh, 1 at night um well 1 in the morning and, um, you know, if there was, say, four of you going out for a meal or something, that would be, be 9.50 each way because it's 3.50 for the first person and two pounds for yeah, each you, accompanying person. You get them to pay you. Oh, you know? no, absolutely. That's what I'm, right. you what I'm share saying it. is if, if you were going from here to Ealing Broadway and we're going to get a taxi, it will cost you that anyway. Of course it would. Yeah. And I think it's I think it's great. I think it's really, really good. I think there should be more schemes like that London wide because I think I think they could make a bit of money. I think there should be a service like that in Guernsey for for particularly for the elderly. Yeah. Um I think Mum would certainly use that service because of course they have disabled access as well. There's oh. a there's a lift that um that you can get on. So for mum, who steps are not good for mum, that would be perfect. She could just sort of stand on the lift and hoist it up into, into the van. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Great. Maybe we need to talk to Guernsey about that. Well, I don't think we need to talk to Guernsey, do we? Well, no, but you know what I mean. Um, We were talking about for earth's sake and, I wanted to sort of lead on to the issue around plastics because 
you know, has anything changed, do you think? You know, are we getting better? I mean, I'm seeing all these other countries who are banning plastics, banning plastic bags here, banning, banning plastic bags there. Are we? Have we? Well, certainly plastic ba- bags have been reduced significantly yeah, for, been for shoppers. Um, but they are still used in so many things. And I mean, I'm still seeing litter of plastic everywhere. Yeah, I mean, there's plenty of litter. I, I mean, I've, when I, I do was, think people do not do recycling correctly. When I, I was in a hospital at Northwick Park, there was that fantastic view because I was high up in a ward, high up at the oh, top yeah. of the building. Looking over the golf fantastic, green. Yeah, fantastic view of over the car park but the perimeter of the car park was horrendous there was a line literally a massive line of litter massive line of litter going all the way along and i just thought to myself what the hell can't they fucking well sort that out you know it clearly had built up over a long period and also, I thought to myself, well, somebody said, well, you know, once the bushes grow back after winter, you won't see any of that. Well, that's not the point, is But it? that's what, that's the way they think, I'm sure. You know, I'm, I'm sure of it. So, you know, have things changed? I mean, we had a delivery from Morrison's, didn't we? Yeah. An online shop and everything arrived in plastic bags. Yeah, yeah. Now... Okay, yeah, you did say to me that they take them back and they recycle them. But is that the point? Isn't the point to teach people? I mean, say, for example, we were a family with kids and, you know, come on, children, help mummy or help daddy and daddy, I mean, help daddy and daddy uh, unpack the shopping. Daddy, why is everything in plastic bags? Huh? Yeah, you get I, mean, drift. I do know that that Sainsbury's because I looked at shopping online with Sainsbury's the other day and Sainsbury's does have a no bag option. I'm not sure what that no bag option is. I, I assume they be, bring a crate of some sort to you and um, and you sort of unload it at the door, I assume. But of course, what did we all used to do many years ago? Boxes. Boxes. Cardboard bloody boxes. You know, and I I find it... I mean, that is one good thing, I think, with um, the Amazon... Uh, is it Amazon Fresh or something like that? It does all come in a cardboard box. So everything you buy comes in a cardboard box. Um, but Amazon is, is going other ways with certain packaging, going more to plastic for some of its packaging, which I don't understand. But the, these options are there, and I don't understand why we're we're not using them. I mean, I used to remember we would go to the shop, to the co-op, and do a weekly shop, and there'd be boxes mm, at they'd the. Be there. Yeah, you'd just go and you'd grab a box. It was the same at Quick Save. Whenever we went to Quick Save to do the weekly shop, with you know my mom. Or dad, I can't remember who used to go and do the weekly shop. I think it was both of them. Can't remember. Um, there were boxes stacked yeah. up in the corner, and it was messy, I have to say. But, but you go and grab them, your box. Some of them were flattened, and you had to open them up. But yeah, I yeah, I I don't know. I don't think enough of an effort is being made. To be honest. It's the same with it's everything, too slow. isn't it? It's the same with everything in this bloody country. Sorry, but it, this country annoys me to hell. It really does. We're, we're just too bloody slow. Yeah. We should be the leaders in these things, you know? We there's, should be. We, we sh- yeah, well, I mean, all developing countries should be. The, the solutions are there. Uh, they might cost a penny more for the consumer but does that when we're looking at the planet actually dying does a penny more for anybody really make any difference well, and and some people may say to me well it does because there are there are people who are absolutely on the poverty line who can't afford that extra penny and they've still got to feed their children but what my answer to that is i understand that but actually 
it's their children and their children's children's lives that are going to be affected. So is a penny extra now on, you know, certain items worth it? I think it is. And also recycling correctly. There are so many people that I see in our local area who don't recycle correctly. And they're bins, they're recycling bins. We have blue plastic recycling bins and they're full of rubbish. And they've got cartons which haven't been flattened. They've got boxes that haven't been flattened. And then people moan about, oh, the, the, um, you know, the refuse people came to take things away today and the streets littered with rubbish. Well, maybe if the households were recycling properly, there wouldn't be so much because it would just go straight into the recycling truck rather than blowing away as soon as they open the lid. Um, yeah, but I mean, there's, you know, there's a number of issues here, aren't there? Oh, because the streets, the streets aren't being cleaned properly. We know that. No, they're not. So that somebody should go around after the recycling truck and pick those things up. Or That's wh- what, what they about, should do. What about us doing that? What about us going outside with a pair of gloves, because we've got gloves, picking bits of plastic off our pavement our section of the pavement and our section of the gutter and putting into our recycling i totally agree however it is up to the local authority to educate people and tell them okay from this moment onwards your responsibility is the section of street in front of you yeah and that then becomes a dictatorship well, it doesn't become it a does. dictatorship. It, it, it does. It's, it's what used to happen. And all I'm of our poor. parents, all of our parents used to make sure that the, the land outside, the, the pavement outside, the pathway was kept clear. I'm not saying that's a bad thing, Paul, because I think there are certain things that need to be dictated to us. Oh, well, I agree with you then. You know, totally. That's what I'm saying. You know, that's not going to happen because that doesn't get votes. No, no, you're and right. And this is the it whole is. point. Yeah. It's like tax raises, you know. We could simply raise taxes to pay for the NHS and for social care. But they won't do it because it's not a vote-getter. So, you know, we're in catch-22, aren't we? I would happily, we've both said this before, I'd happily pay more tax. Happily. You know? Yeah, I would as well. But I also think there are plenty of corporates that are not paying enough tax. I've said this before. That's not the point. They need a healthy workforce. And I believe that there should be an additional charge. I know that companies pay... Um, national insurance on top of the national insurance that their employees pay. I appreciate that. But if that isn't enough to deliver a healthy force workforce, then we should all be paying more, including corporates. And let's really crack down and stop people putting money offshore and then not paying taxes here because it really does nobody a good service apart from rich, wealthy people who I still say have mental health issues if they just want to store money in banks. I saw an article the other day about a billionaire who's putting a huge amount of money into buying land to effectively rewild that land. And that land is still going to be worth money for this guy who's doing it. It's still an asset to him. He won't have lost any money in buying that land because that land is still worth money. But he's doing good with his money. And what I don't understand is why really, really ultra wealthy people can't do that more often. And and not simply by paying um, taking the tax advantages either but just by using their money for good. I mean, that's what we should all be doing. You know, especially if you have lots of available wealth, you should be using that for the good of others and yourself and not just being selfish and hoarding it in a bank account. Anyway, let's move on because, you know... You know it's a pet rant of mine. Mm. I just wanted to mention fireworks. What? 
Well... Already? No. The fact that every single bloody weekend... Oh, yeah. Somebody, somewhere in this borough, is setting off fireworks. It's every weekend. You hear pop, 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 bang, 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 pop, pop. What is the obsession? Get over it. Grow up. I had a dream. I had this dream where there was this most amazing, most incredible drone display. And I know there are some, but this was like out of this world. It was like 2001. Like amazing, psychedelic, incredible um, aerial display. You know. And um, I mean, I wish they'd work on this rather than fireworks i really do yeah perfect drone displays um make them you know eco-friendly and whatever else and reusable and all of this and just ditch the bloody fireworks i'm sick to death of them i really am i do think you should only be able to buy fireworks as a general consumer on firework night or around Guy Fawkes night I don't think you should be able to buy them randomly at any other time of the year well you can buy them online now of course you can you must can be you? able to well you must be able to I suppose if you can buy alcohol you can buy explosive yeah, you substances must, you must be able to I mean I've said this before bring back the small boxes of standard fireworks the small boxes garden fireworks do you remember the indoor fireworks? Yeah, I do. But the thing is, you know, just sell those to people, to households, so they're small, you know? I, I mean, know. we've bought some really big ones in the past, though, haven't we? Yeah, that were too big for the garden. Yeah. Stand 75 metres away, really? Yeah. Oh, well, well, I've only got 25, so... Yeah, yeah. And some know. households, of course, don't even have 25. Yeah, so, you know, it's crazy. Anyway, it's really annoying me. So we're going to round up now because, you know, we've been going over an hour and uh, we've got other things to do. Haven't we got lots of other things to talk about? No. <laughs> you should see his face when I say that. So a couple of things to mention. Um, we wanted to say thank you to Dave and Courtney for the uh, Instant Pot Absolutely. pressure cooker, which is incredible. An incredible gift that we've been sent, which we're so absolutely grateful for. It's lovely. And it's and so useful, isn't it? Yeah, we've used it several times now and we're sort of getting used to it. Um, and actually, it's really good at, at keeping the flavour mm. and the moisture of the food. And um, yeah, it's it's certainly a valuable addition to our kitchen and it will get used so thank you for that. We also wanted to mention that um, my photographs are now online. You can purchase. Um, they're all actually £15 per picture. But that's marked up by Pickfair to 1860 And then, of course, you've got to pay for the printing materials and the printing itself to take place. What, whether so, it's on a canvas or, or a print or yeah. in a frame yeah. you've got to pay for that and I have always said that actually you know doing this kind of thing is quite expensive mm. and it is especially having quality with it yeah so you know unfortunately um, somebody did say to me oh you should bring your prices down well you know I'm not going to do that because I don't think 15 pounds actually is too much to pay for a quality photograph and um, so I'm not going to be reducing my prices. If you want one of my prints, you have to pay for it. That's it. But I only get 15 quid for that. The company gets the rest for the printing yeah, and the production. So, you know, I don't control that. I mean, if you went into Ikea, something like that would be sort of decent money anyway. Oh, well, for a large canvas print in Ikea... You pay upwards of 90 quid. Yeah. You know, quite easily. So, you know. And of course, that's in the household of many millions of other people. Yeah, whereas this is a, you know, 
far less common item. Bespoke almost. Yes. Mm. So I won't be bringing my prices down. Thank you very much. Um, I also wanted to mention that if you are a member of Planet Vegetaria, that's a Facebook group by Richard and Paul. That's Richard and Paul since 2017. That's contractual. <laughs> I do love that. Um, I vlog daily on Planet Vegetaria. And if I can't, I'll let you know. Mm. But I do a daily vlog, um, a little mini vlog, which is about anything between four and seven minutes, I guess. Um, so, yeah, join Planet Vegetaria, our Facebook group. I appeared in yesterday's, didn't I? Yesterday's. Oh, today's. Yeah. Today's. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I wanted to mention that as well. Um, and, of course, we are on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook, um, as well as here on SoundCloud and other good providers. I'm going to be catching up on my blog. Um, too busy over the last four weeks to get them out regularly, though I have three ready to go. So those will be going up over the next, let's say, five, six, seven days, something like that. And uh, hopefully, if this rain stops, there'll be further work at the plot, including um, potting up our blueberries and doing a bit of blueberry pro propagation. Can't say that. Propagation. Well, you just did. Yeah, but I went proper. proper. Yeah. Well, go and get some elocution lessons. Paul. I can't be bothered. I can't be bothered. So, yeah, lots of other things to do when we have time to do them. Um, but we also need to relax because it's been quite a hectic few weeks. So we're going to be doing a bit of relaxing over the next few days as well, hopefully. So that's it for this uh, month's podcast, March's podcast. And we hope that everybody's well. And that you enjoy spring. Uh, it's only a few weeks in the UK until the clocks change. It's always the last Sunday in March. And the clocks go forward. They spring forward to spring, fall back to fall. It's an easy way to remember it. I wonder why it's different in the US, clocks changing. Everything's different in the yes, US. Yes, I suppose that's true. Yes, yes. They have their own ways, their mm. own customs. Mm. Their own yes. president. Yes. Um, so, yeah, that's it for this this one. And um, you will see us very soon if you follow us on YouTube um, for regular updates. Um, Sunday chat every Sunday. And other videos as and when we see fit. Mm. Thank you very much. So, bye from us for now. Take care of yourselves. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.